You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. A significant word in the text is pushed. To push in one sense means to pressure. And when you are pressured, it can be a thing or a person pressuring you. Pressure is to urge, influence, a drive to do something. I said to pressure is to urge, influence, a drive to do something. And some of us can say boldly that that, uh, we know about pressure. And and, and some of us can go so far as to say we have made some bad decisions because of pressure. We allow something to push us to the point to where we did what we had no business doing. And you have to understand when something is pushing or or pressuring you, it has the capacity, number one, uh, to cause you to become unstable in thought, word, and deed. I said it has the capacity to cause you to become unstable in thought, word, and deed. You knew God had told you it was going to work out. As a matter of fact, you had your scripture. You had Romans 8 and 28. You you, you were quoting it. You were saying all things work together for the good to those who love God and, and, and you thought about it, you meditated on it and, and you knew without question that you loved God. You were a worshiper. You were a person that believed in praising God even when the band went playing. And so you knew you were a worshiper of God, but then pressure set in. I said pressure set in. And even though you knew you were a worshiper, the pressure started to make you say things you had no business saying. Think things you had no business thinking. Say to your neighbor, he's talking about me. Yeah, I'm talking to the word quoters in here this morning. You can quote scripture. You, you got a scripture for in Genesis you can quote. And you can go throughout the whole Bible until you get to Revelation and even quote something in the book of Revelation. But when pressure got to you, you start saying things you had no business saying. 
thinking things you had no business thinking. You can be pushed to the point to where you'll lose focus. Yeah, you'll take your eyes off the path that God has placed you on. That's a dangerous thing. Especially when you understand, according to Proverbs 3, that God will direct your path or he'll put you on the exact road you need to be on. But when pressure comes, it can cause you to wonder about the path you're on. Cause you to lose focus. You, you go from having a focus of faith to having a focus based upon what you can literally see. I said you go from living by faith to living by what you see. And say to your neighbor, that's dangerous for a child of God. Because it is written in the Old and the New Testament that the just, a people of God, are to live by faith. Bottom line, pressure can cause you to get out of the will of God. Start questioning what is written. Start questioning the seasons of God. Start questioning whether or not God is going to fulfill his promise. You'll even question the very person that God told you your prosperity was tied into. Second Chronicles 20 and 20, the last sentence says, Believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. But it goes further to say, Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. You, you'll be done set up under the word for years, knowing that the word has changed your life for the better. But because you're in a trial and, and you're being pressured, you'll start to question your prophet. Start to question Second Chronicles 20 and 20 and wonder if what God is revealing is going to work out in your favor. Say to your neighbor, pushing is something else. It's something else when you're being pushed, when you're being influenced to the point to where it drives you away from what is written and revealed. And you start relying on your senses. Start handling your crisis based upon how you feel. I said start handling your crisis based upon how you feel. You're going through a trial and you know it's Sunday morning. Time to get ready to go to church. But you ain't feeling churchy. You ain't feeling churchy. You ain't feeling churchy. Why? Cause of the pressure. Pressure even gets you to the point to where you won't even bathe. Start smelling your own self. 
And you can go without bathing so long, somebody can come to your house and just open the door. And the scent nearly knock them back out. But pressure will cause you to do things you have no business doing. Cause you to neglect things you should do. And contextually, not only was the psalmist being pushed oppression, but he was being pushed oppression violently. Had something of somebody that was pressuring him with a dogged mentality. I said had somebody pushing or pressuring him with a dogged mentality. A dogged person is determined to do all that they can to fulfill their objective or goal. So he says that you pushed me violently. You were determined. And, 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 and violently also connotes that he was not being pushed by a flunky. You know, sometimes folk can say stuff to you and, and you'll just overlook it. You know they ain't got no power. But in his case, he identified the person that was pushing him as a person that was strong. You push me violently. You put some effort into doing what you were doing. You put effort in it because you were strong. You had the ability to influence me in a way that I didn't expect. And sometimes you, you can get to going through trials and tribulations and you say to yourself, I done been down this road before. But then all of a sudden it's something about this particular or that particular trial that's distinct from the other trials in that it's violent, it's pushing you in ways that you've never been pushed. Ask your neighbor, have you ever been pressured in a way you've never been pressured before? You were used to pressure, but this time it was pressure like you have never been pressured before. Do you know what I'm talking about? Say to your neighbor, I'm going through something like that right now if it be true. Or say to somebody else, it's got to be somebody in here that's going through what the preacher is talking about. Is somebody in here going through some pressure? Is somebody in here going through something and and you're starting to wonder, you're, you're starting to doubt, you're starting to question the will of God? Like Job, how Job was pressured. Job hadn't experienced all that the Lord allowed the enemy to do to him. I mean, day after day, he started experiencing things. And, and, and some of us this year, you have been through one thing after another. Thing pushing you. And it's pushing you according to the text. 
like it was pushing the psalmist in order to cause you to fall. You pushed me violently. You wanted me to fall. You knew God had given me a promise. And you was pushing me so I would get out of the wheel and miss my blessing. See, when the enemy know that, that, that your breakthrough is at hand, the enemy will start applying more pressure. When the enemy knows that you are about to receive your victory, he'll do something to cause you to stop turning in victory and, and, and speaking that God is going to do what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. He'll start pressuring you. The closer Job got to his breakthrough, the more the intensity of the enemy increased. The more Daniel got into the word, the more haters popped up saying this, that, and the other about him to the point to where they put pressure on him in order for him to stop praying. But Daniel had made up in his mind, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter what they put in writing, I'm going to keep giving my God the praise. I'm going to keep going before my God in prayer, even if it costs me. So finally, when they seen that Daniel was not going to support come to the pressure they put him in a lion's den and that's where some of us are right now you've been still praising God you've been still doing what does say is God but now the enemy done put you in what seems like a lion's den but I come to tell you you may be in such but God is not going to allow the lions to devour you he's not going to allow the lions to consume you. You push me violently that I might fall. You wanted me to go down. You wanted things to stop increasing and to descend or decrease. That's what you want. And I hate to say it, but sometimes you got folk like that in the church. It isn't amazing. You, you can be brothers and sisters to folk that, that want to see you do bad. Say to your neighbor, that don't need to be. That, that should never be. Especially when you understand the scripture say, do good to all men, but at especially to the household of faith. Don't ever be down on God's children. Even if you have a disagreement with, with a child of God, don't ever allow yourself to put your mouth on a child of God. David so understood that. He said, touch not God's anointed. You don't touch folk that God has covered that are in an agreement a covenant with God. Leave that alone. You push me 
violently because you wanted me to fall. And I'm going to tell you something you really have to understand. God will allow you to fall. Yeah, he will. He will allow a decrease to come in your life. He will allow trouble, trials, and such to put a whipping on you. If not before a season. That's the reason James said to the brethren who had basically went through a collapse in their life that they needed to count it all joy. See, you got to learn how to worship your God in the midst of the change that you're experiencing. A change for the worse. Because if God allows worse to come, when all is said and done, he going to flip it in the battle. You better check out the scripture. Yeah, they put Daniel in the den, but he didn't stay in the den. I said they put him in the den with the lions, but he didn't stay in the den. When Daniel came out of the den, a promotion was waiting on him. Some of y'all don't understand God changes not. You may be down right now, but when God starts to raise you up, you better get ready for a promotion. You better get ready. But even a just person will fall. I got to show you something. Let me take you to a couple of scriptures. Consider Psalm 34. I think that's where I want to go. Psalm 34. You in Psalm 34? That's not where I want to go. No, you don't know where I want to go either. I want to go to Proverbs 24. They'll be trying to tell me you know where I want to go. You don't know where I want to go. Proverbs 24. And consider verse 16. For a righteous man may fall, get this, seven times. But, but, but notice, and rise again. A righteous, a just person may fall seven times. But notice, but I have a resurrection. 
will rise again. Say to your neighbor, you may be in a place that's very low right now. You're not able to do what you desire to do. Not able to be what you desire to be. Not able to help folk like you would love to help folk. Not, not able to get what you would love to get right now. But you're not going to stay that child of God. You know why you're not going to stay there? Because God ordained for you to live above and not beneath. I said God ordained for you to live above and not. Say to your neighbor, don't ever look at where you are and think it's your permanent situation. Where you are right now is not permanent. Where you are right now is not permanent. And, and see, this is the thing. God can proclaim a season of battle. And it seems as if worse happens just as much as battle. But you have to understand, the enemy constantly goes before God, according to the book of Job, looking to do certain things to God's children. And even God himself, again, according to Job, the first chapter, God himself will recommend folk. God said to Satan in Job 1, have you considered my servant Job? Because see, Satan be looking for folk. Peter so understood it to where he talked about how the enemy comes as a roaring lion looking for who he can consume. He wants to devour folk. And, and so he, he looks. And see, no doubt, he knows the season that we're in here. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to see if there's anybody here that I can put something on that won't believe that they're in a season of battle. Matter of fact, I'm going to get permission from God to allow them to go through a fall. To experience decrease. I'm going to take, take them from 50 to 5. You remember what he told God about Job? He, he said, if you allow me to do this, that, and the other to Job, he'll curse you to your face. He'll start saying things that are in contrast to your will. He won't be talking about how great thou art if you allow me to take him through this. So you have to understand, sometimes the enemy will get God's permission to attack you. And so you have to be prepared to go through 
a decrease or fall. But that should never stop you from staying in the will of God. Bible says all that Job went through, not one time did he curse or charge God foolishly. He got upset with himself. He talked about himself in a low down way. But he never charged or cursed God in a way that was in contrast to the will of God. Are you with me? Let's go further. Let's go back to the book of, uh, of Psalms. Why y'all get so quiet? Say to your neighbor, he pushing me. That's why I got quiet. <laughs> now consider, consider Psalm 37. Let me go back to the verse I originally was going to go to. Psalm 37 and 24. Notice this. Ready? Though he fall, he shall not be utterly help me. For the Lord upholds him with his. Get this. God can allow you to go through a decrease. But he said that, that's as far as you're going right there. You ain't going no further down. The enemy wants you to go all the way down. But I'm not going to let you go all the way down. He'll let you fall, but you will not go completely down. This is about a child of God. So quit saying out of your mouth, I don't know why I'm going through this. God is allowing it. But, but notice, notice the implication of the text. Even though you're in a place... That's undesirable. God is still holding you up. You ain't got all the money you would love to have. But guess what? God is still holding you up. God is still holding you up. Y'all ain't seeing this verse. Well, no, no, no. Let me, let me rephrase that. You're not seeing yourself in this verse. Look at this verse and put yourself in this verse. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. And his hand represents his power. Now, keep that in mind and, and consider back in Psalm 118 how the psalmist knew that he was being pushed violently because his enemies wanted him to fall. But notice he closes out the verse by saying, but God help. One of, one, of, one of the main things that I want you to get in reference to this teaching is that no matter how painful it is, no matter what you're going through, 
God is still helping you. See, there's a promise and it's mentioned in the Old and the New Testament in reference to a child of God. This does not apply to a sinner. This applies to a child of God. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to always be with you. See, that's the one thing you got to understand. No, no matter how low you get, no matter how tough it gets, God going to always be right there with that hand. Say to your neighbor, that hand represents all power. In a word, God, God ain't going ain't to allow nothing to happen that, that can't be fixed. God can do anything, save fail or disappoint God ain't going to disappoint you you may feel like disappointment is going to happen no, not why God's hand is that say to your neighbor you're going through it right now but guess who helping you right now look at somebody else and say you're going through it right now but guess who helping you right now say do you know Jesus is helping you right now why can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus? Why helping me? Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus? I got to work it a little bit and then I'm going to be done. You got to know that he's helping you in your trouble. That's the reason Psalms 46 and 1 says plainly, he is a present help in time of trouble that that means when trouble is happening God is right there that's the reason you can't tell when I'm going through it or not you can't tell you can't tell if I'm going through it or not you see the smile, you see this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah Pastor, he don't understand what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through either. <laughs> Did you have to pay an unexpected bill of $20,000 this week? Did you receive a letter in, in the mail about something this week and you had to address time you got? Did you receive a letter cursing you out about preaching particular things this week? See, see, everybody is not happy about the gospel. Some folks think you take it too far. But see, I, I got a woe in my spirit like Paul. Paul said, woe be unto me if I don't preach the gospel. When you look at the text, the, top, the psalm is out of knowing. 
in his spirit. You're pushing me, but God helping me. You got to have a knowing in your spirit that even in the midst of the fiery trial that you are experiencing, that God is helping you. God is making it better. You, you got to have a knowing in your spirit that that better is happening even though you can't literally see it. Elijah knew that that rain was going to come even though literally he couldn't see it. Literally had no drop fell on his face. In his being, but before one drop in his face was I feel the abundance of rain. You got to know why you on what old folk call your last leg. That your breakthrough is at hand. Y'all ain't happy yet. Say to your neighbor, I don't know what you're going through. But I got one question for you. Do you have a knowing in you that victory is right around the corner? Do you have in you that God get ready to show up, show up? out and do what eyes have not seen ears have not heard say to your neighbor you got to have a knowing in your spirit they tried to tell blind Bartimaeus that had a knowing in his spirit that he wasn't going to be blind that day Jesus came down the road of Jericho to shut up. But Bartimaeus couldn't shut up. He knew that his miracle was on the way. He knew that his miracle was walking down the Jericho road. And so he got happy even before he could see one thing. He couldn't, he couldn't see nothing. But in the midst of nothing, he started decreeing. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Folk told him, be quiet, but me. Oh, no, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He had a knowing in his spirit. If I can just get the attention of Jesus, I'm going to get my miracle. If I can just get the attention of the Savior, of the son of David, things going to be turned completely around for me. If I can just get his attention, it's going to work out for me this Say to your neighbor, I got a knowing in my spirit because I've been getting the word about better. I've been getting the word about bigger. And that word is in my spirit even though I'm on a decrease right now. 
I got a word in my belly that says better is here and better is coming. I got a word in my belly that says Jesus can do anything saying fail. I got a word in my belly that says that Jesus will give it to you the right way. Good measure, press down, shaken together and running over. I got a word in my belly that says if anybody can turn it around, it's my Jesus. It may be impossible with men, but not with my God, because with my God, all things are possible. Look at somebody and say, Jesus, get ready to do it. Jesus getting ready to do it. And I know he getting ready to do it because he done did it before. And Hebrews 13 and 8 decrees he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the reason I'm going to say it. As long as I got breath in my body, can Nobody but 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 nobody do me like and I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand the praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.